the oldies you might want to skip to like the seven minute mark we still got a couple more minutes of this to go
sister and we were driving and we did a duet to this song oh man that is for sure great music great great music but uh this is potter from the crib episode number 41 again i am your host gary aka jizz i hope everybody is safe out there hope everybody had a good weekend and uh time you hear this you'll probably be back at work so another week of the grind but for me uh i pretty just chilled today went over to my mom's picked up some stuff uh oh i got my covid my second covid test back that shit came back in a day this time i guess they fucking tired of me still negative i'll definitely be back next week i'm probably gonna make my appointment tomorrow for next week and i booked my accommodations to go down to uh, baltimore this weekend so i'm for sure gonna be down in baltimore and i'm gonna stop down in devo a little while but let's get right into it i i, I know that this can't be real. This cannot be life. It's got to be uh, some type of joke, a prank, or some shit. It has to be. I saw a picture earlier that they're claiming is Rihanna in a bathing suit, bikini, whatever they call it. I don't know the difference between a bathing suit and a bikini, but they're saying it's her. And I don't want to body shame anyone, but the body that's in this picture doesn't look to be in the best shape. And I say that to be kind. Um, Let me pull up the picture again. A, well, I don't think it's her because this camera looks like 
the camera that took this picture has to be like a camera phone from 2008. I think that's when the first camera phone came out, somewhere around there. The quality is shit. Now, it's a light-skinned woman with a fairly large forehead. Uh, maybe it's Photoshop. Maybe it's photo. It has, it's something like this can't be real, but it's a light-skinned woman who you can't really tell because the picture's kind of fucked up, but looks like she has nice eyes and she has a large forehead, uh, Rihanna trademark. Uh, she has a mask on and she has a bikini on. This has to be Photoshop. Now that I'm looking at it again, it's probably Photoshop. It's a fucking big gut hanging off of um over a bikini or bathing suit. I'm just going to say bathing suit. There is no ass at all in this fucking picture. So it looks like somebody pushed her ass in like there's literally no ad. And then there's a bunch of stomach. Like they took the ad, like they did a reverse fat transfer on this picture. So now that I'm looking at it. This can't be real. It can't be. Uh, I haven't really seen her in, a, in some time. I know she put some weight on, but this person is like skinny, fat, and weird shaped in this picture. And I love thick Rihanna. I love skinny Rihanna. Hopefully that's not out of shape, Rihanna. This picture looks like kind of like when Britney Spears fell off. And a couple of those Kelly Clarksons. And well, I didn't really find either one of them to be all of that, that, that anyway. But they look decent to some people and then they fell off. And that's kind of what this picture is giving me. It's giving me those vibes, but. I'm going to pray that this is not her as a member of the Navy, even though I'm about to de-enlist from the Navy. I think that's what it's called when you leave the Navy or the military. I'm about to leave because I'm not getting any fuck music. All I'm getting is fucking Fenty this and Fenty that. And I don't give a fuck about Fenty. Um, they've been selling lingerie. So shout out to her for for. Oh, well, hold on. they just started doing a lingerie. They've been selling makeup. They've been selling lingerie. I don't give a fuck about NT. I don't give a fuck about Mac. I don't give a fuck about any of that. I want a Rihanna album. I've been listening to fucking Anti or Anti or however the fuck you say it since 2016. I had a whole fucking situation back then. And we bonded over that album too, by the way. That was a great album. I still love that album to this day. But it's been four years now since that came out. I think it was 2016. Could have been 2017. I'm going to fact check. Anti. That came out in 2016. I was correct. So four years later, we still don't have an album, which means we're going to be coming up on five years pretty soon. And I understand your business is successful. And I love to see you do your thing, and especially as a, as a woman and a, as a black woman. But um, I, I want the music. I ain't really, I don't really care for makeup anyway. And I'd rather have the album than, than your lingerie in these streets. So I don't think it's coming anytime soon. 
the the line is way too successful at this point. Uh, it seems like a unofficial retirement. I wonder if she's worried about putting out music at this point because music isn't really selling as much. So the numbers aren't going to look as good as they used to look and change the rules as far as how they're measuring the album sold now. I think starting at uh, October the 1st, even though I think they said that it started a little early with Takashi's, they're not letting you sell fucking t-shirts and throw the music in there and have that count as a sale. Like they've been cheating the sales, putting concert tickets, mixing concert tickets in with, uh, with the music and people are buying a concert ticket or they're buying a shirt, but they're counting them as album sales, but they're not really just buying the album. They're buying some other shit. So they're putting it into that. Um, I don't know how little baby did it. Damn. I don't he just fucking assaulted the punter. What the fuck is that? Um I don't know how little baby did it. Uh little baby is my favorite middle aged young nigga in the game. I think little baby's about twenty five. If you heard last episode, I told you my classification. 24 under is young nigga, 25 to 30 is middle-aged young nigga. And he's the best thing in that age range that's this in the game right now as far as rap. And he went, he's the only artist to go double platinum this year off of, uh, what was it called? My Turn, his album. I enjoy one of my favorite albums of the year. I still listen to it. That's crazy. I, I got to say that I still listen to something that came out seven months ago in today's day and age. Like you used to rock out with albums for like a year or two, at least. But now like the music might be good to me one month, two months, that third month, uh, it, ain't, it ain't hitting the same. But uh, that was one of my favorite ones. Jadakiss, Lil Wayne, they put out some good albums this year. Amongst uh, along with some other people, I wasn't really feeling Drake shit, and I'm surprised that Drake didn't go double him yet, especially with that fucking bullshit Tootsie slide that he put on there, trying to make a fucking relive the Hotline Bling bullshit dancey song for a hit. And what else didn't? What else was on there? I think that was the only. That was the only one. That was the only hit bullshit song that he had on there hit chasing it was an empty video too inside of his beautiful home i ain't gonna i ain't a hater that nigga house is, is fire but uh the video in there was trash the dance was trash i hate the song but shout out to little baby i'm mostly scarred is a classic and it needs to go in a hip-hop museum i'll be listening to that for quite some time if nothing else on the album, which the rest of the album is good, but if I don't listen to anything else on the album, I'm going to listen to Emotionally Scarred probably forever. It's one of those to me. Anyway, we started off with the verses with uh, Gladys Knight and Patti LaBelle. I saw an interesting uh, versus idea online, IHOP versus Waffle House. I saw it on Instagram and I've been sparingly being on Instagram like maybe five minutes or so here or there. 
I was spending way too much time on Instagram looking at stuff that had nothing to do with nothing. You go on Instagram and it's just, there's too much ass and there's too many titties everywhere and just lose focus and then lost half your fucking day looking at fucking twerk videos and very attractive women. So if you've been DMing me on um, the Potter from the Crib Instagram, I haven't checked anything because I, I get in, I get out. I check on maybe one or two like news accounts and then I get the fuck out. Because once you end up on that explore page, you go down a wormhole of ads and titties. And I ain't got time for that. Even though I'm about to start being on there a little bit more. Hopefully this detox got me right and I can be strong now. But uh, back to this. IHOP versus Waffle House. I know so many people love IHOP. I have never understood why people love IHOP. People always talk about the pain, the pancakes. The pancakes are average at best. At best, I can make better pancakes than that. And I'm, trust me, I'm no chef. All they do is make some fucking bullshit pancakes, which I will eat. They're not the worst of pancakes. Like, they're not bad. They're just not good. They make some just pancakes. And then they throw on fucking ice cream scoop of butter. And that's what gets people because I get it. Butter tastes good. I don't want that much butter. I don't want a fucking ice cream topping of butter on top of my... Uh, and they just sit it in the middle. And it just melts wherever it melts. It's up to you to rub it on there how you want it rubbed on there. That, that shit is trash. The bacon that they have, trash. Sauce, trash. They don't offer fucking grilled chicken. They only have fried chicken. Where's the one? I go to the Waffle House. Now, every Waffle House that I've ever been to looks pretty shady and pretty unclean. I will say. I've never walked to a Waffle House and felt like I was in a upstanding establishment. I feel like niggas are meeting here to sell drugs. Um, some pimps are taking their hoes there for a snack before they back to hoeing. But one thing I can say about them is their chicken and waffles is fire. You don't need to put, I don't even need to put syrup. I mean, I don't use syrup anyway, but I don't need to put syrup on those pancakes. They're nice and soft. You don't, they give you the butter on the side. They don't just fucking tub of butter on it. They care about you. It doesn't look like it because the place looks pretty nasty, but they care about you. They have grilled chicken and fried chicken. I am mad that there is no Waffle House in Philly. I have driven to Allentown for a while, for a while, for Waffle House. And I'll do it again. Uh, huh. No, I don't have time today. I mean, tomorrow. Well, it'll be whatever. It'll be today by the time you hear it. Tomorrow for me right now in real time. But 
huh, I might stop at a Waffle House on the way down to Baltimore. Hmm, that sounds like a great plan. A little chicken and waffles on the road. But yeah, for me, it's Waffle House. I really would. I'm interested in how everybody else feels about it, though, because I know how many people love high house. And I know how many people have hated on the Waffle House. I personally don't understand it, but to each his own. Uh, I would actually take Denny's over IHOP. I know Denny's has a racist past, which I just recently found out about. Uh, Denny's was my go-to when I was in Vegas. They they helped me down. Steak and eggs every fucking day. Steak and eggs for me. That was the only reasonable reasonably priced food in uh vegas and when you're drinking all day you're smoking all day you need to eat and they held it down for me but i found out that denny's uh they used to the black customers prepay for their food because they were scared that black people were going to run off on their fucking 17 dollar bill I guess. <laughs> um, and I didn't notice. You know what? No, no, no. When I, when I went there, when I went there, for the most part, it was takeout when I went there, but they did make me pay for it when I ordered it. Now, I didn't pay attention to what they were doing to the white people because when they was out here being racist, that's what they were doing, making black people pay prepay for the food, not making the white people prepay for the food. Because you can trust white people, apparently. And I, I want to say, no, nah, they didn't do that. Because when I sat down at one time, me and this woman, we were uh, eating and they, they let us they let us finish before they asked for the, the bill, before they gave us the bill. So um, as far as I know, they're not racist anymore. So therefore, shout out to Denny's. And Denny's, if you're still racist, then fuck you. There's no Denny's in Philly anyway. No, no, there's one by the airport, but it's only one. I'm probably the only nigga that knows that it's a Denny's by the airport. But if you're ever in Philly, stop at that Denny's. Another versus of sorts is Irv Gotti versus 50 Cent, the fucking age old war. Anybody who's ever been signed to Murder Inc. versus 50 Cent. Um, and this time, actually, 50 isn't the one that brought it up. It was Irv. He was doing an interview with somebody, I think, um, Beehive ATL, who's been doing some interesting interviews as of late. And Irv proudly said that when 50 was coming out, this is after 50 got dropped from his first deal, I want to say, is after he got shot. Um, he was saying that labels were calling him up to inquire about 50 Cent. Although he wasn't signed to him, he had no affiliation with him. I guess they, you know, they're both from the same area, Queens. So I guess uh, they wanted to know his take on the situation. This is where Irv Gotti was like a prominent, he was a prominent um, CEO, executive, music industry guy at the time. This is when Ja Rule was on fire. This is when Ashanti was on fire. I don't think they had anybody else on fire. Uh, so they would call him up and they would ask about 50 Cent, Curtis Jackson. And he would say, nah, I ain't fucking with him. 
And if you fuck, if you fuck with him, then I fuck with you to these record labels. So he was hating and blocking this man. I don't know what 50 Cent did to Ja Rule or Earth Gotti. But the level of hate you have to have for someone to block their success, to go out of your way to block their success. Like you got a phone call. You could have just said, I don't feel, I mean, do, do whatever you do. You went out of your way to say, if you fuck with him, I'm not going to fuck with you. And to this day, he still, he thinks it's funny to be a hater. Hate is not cool. Hate ain't funny. Real niggas don't hate. You can't have enemies. That's cool. I'm not going to help you, but I'm not going to actively hate on you. Maybe. I don't know. The only story I've ever gotten about why they don't fuck with each other is the nigga robbed Ja Rule and 50 was cool with the nigga that robbed him. And for whatever reason, the, the beef transferred from the nigga that did the robbery to 50. And then after that, it's just been fucking a bunch of bullshit. But I understand now why 50 is Mr. Fuck You Forever to Ja Rule and um, Irv Gotti. Niggas tried to keep you in the hood. Niggas tried to keep you fucking poor, broke. You can fucking stay in the hood and fucking keep doing crime and get shot, go to jail, get shot again or go to jail. They didn't want you to feed your fucking son. Like when you do shit like that, you are attempting to hinder somebody from feeding themselves or feeding their fan. That's a bitch move. But one thing I've come to learn is there's a lot of bitch ass niggas out here. And they masquerade as like as real niggas and they're not. Someone who else who also is not a real nigga is the officer that choked and beat the man down in Clayton County, down in Georgia, the black man. Who was in a lift, and uh, I guess the lift got pulled over, and the driver did not have their license, which I've gotten pulled over many a times without my license. They just ask you for your name. They ask you for, uh, no, that's pretty much your name. I mean, I remember my license number, so I'll give them that, and they'll ask for your date of birth. And then they'll go back, and they'll, they'll run the shit, and, you know, they might write you a ticket for not having it or or whatever, or they'll just let you go. I mean, I've never gotten a ticket, but the, t- that ticket does exist. You can get it. It's the thing. So for whatever reason, despite the fact that this man was in a lift, he asked him for his license, for his ID, because the driver didn't have a license or ID. He asked this man who's in essentially a taxi, a cab for his ID. And he said he didn't have it. Whether he really had or didn't have it is irrelevant. You have no reason or business asking this man for his ID or license. And coming up, this was normal practice coming up. And I didn't know that this shouldn't be normal practice when I was coming up. I've been pulled over plenty of time. And 
my friends have been pulled over plenty of times and they're asking everybody for their license. They're asking everybody for their ID and you better pretend you better fucking produce it because, and this is with no suspicion of a crime. Now it's different. If there is suspicion of a crime, you have a report or whatever, and you quote unquote, you can't see my air quotes, but I'm doing them. You fit the description, but there's literally no probable cause to ask this man for his license or ID. And he doesn't have to show it to you. That's part of being in America. You can't, I can't just be walking down the street and an officer say, Hey, let me see your papers. Let me see your license. Let me see your ID. No, no, it has to be some sort of situation where though there's probable cause for you to need this information from me. So this escalated. Uh, this wasn't recorded from the beginning, so you don't see the full escalation. You just see after it already went to 100, you don't see the zero part. So... There's a picture of this young black man, and uh, he has a black eye, a swollen eye, a black swollen eye. It looks like his forehead may have a knot on it. And I would like to know what was going through the officer's mind. Like, when they do shit like this, like, what's going through their mind? What justification in your head do you feel like you have? And I feel like they've been operating like this for so long that to them it's normal. I mean, imagine how many other people he's fucking beat over the years. So they fired this man. I hope that they uh, go forward with aggravated assault charges and I hope that he gets charged to the fullest extent of the law. Um, as so many, this ha is happening so much now it's hard to keep up with all of them. It, it, I mean, I would like to say that I'm, I can, I would like to, but it's happening so much. In other news, over in Compton, uh, two police officers were sitting in a car when somebody ran up. This is a weird video to watch. And they shot the two police officers that were in the car. But the person that shot him, I'm not sure if the little person or a child, like they, they, if you watch this video, that person looks like a child. It doesn't even really look like a little person. It looks like a fucking kid. You can barely see it. They won't be making any IDs from that video. But it's an extremely weird video. Like that person can't be any taller than four three. Like it, the clothes look big. Like was it a little person dressed up like a like a child so that they could sneak up on officers? Uh, but as of right now. You know, the shooter's still out there, so they don't have anybody. And if they're just going off that footage, they won't be getting anybody. That footage looked like it was done in in Medellin, Colombia. I don't know if Medellin's a place. I know it's a cartel, but it looks like it was done somewhere where the camera system isn't the best at the local fresh market. 
Uh, there's only a couple more things I want to touch on. Um, NLE Chopper, one of the freshmen from the XXL that we covered yesterday. Recently, he's given up drugs. I think 17, 18 years old. He's given up drugs. That's why did you have to go with drugs at 17, 18 years old. Hey, what kind of life were you leading before that? Um, so he's giving up drugs. He says that his music is going to change. And if you've ever heard his music, a lot of people get shot in his music. He said he's, he's done with that. No more gangster rap. He's going to rap about positivity. He's talking about eating better. He recently told people not to get the Travis Scott meal at the McDonald's, uh, which I, I would, I agree. But not to just the Travis Scott meal. Don't get any of that shit from fucking McDonald's. McDonald's is fucking garbage. Beyond garbage. And he just dropped the ad with um, Ronald McDonald kissing the Burger King man. That was a weird fucking... That was a weird ad. Um, but yeah, so he, he came out recently and he said that doctors are here to keep you sick. And to a certain extent, I, mean, I agree with that. And I kind of see where he's at in life. Around that age, I got a little woke, a little too woke. And yeah, I, I was on the same type of shit. And I was definitely preaching everything that I learned. I would preach to other people. And I apologize to everyone that I had known around that time. My girlfriend at the time, my friends, my family, everybody. I deeply apologize. It wasn't until years later I realized that you just got to let them be who they're going to be. Niggas don't give a fuck. <laughs> like if you want to talk about it, we can talk about it. But other than that, I just let people live. No mad shit. And have a lot of ideas on a lot of things. But I know that people don't really either give a shit or they don't. They don't want information. They want affirmation. I mean. Everybody's guilty of that at some point. Some more than others, though. But anyway, so I think the the medical industry, there are a lot of good doctors. So that's why I don't, I don't want to put that, the title on every doctor that's out there. But there are some shitty-ass fucking doctors out there, shitty fucking pharmaceutical companies. I'm going to say the majority of our pharmaceutical companies are pieces of shit. Um, they push these drugs, these addictive drugs, and they essentially pay doctors to, not all doctors, but they pay some of the doctors to push and overprescribe their drugs that get people addicted to their drugs. Those doctors are for sure that way, but every doctor, I, I don't feel that way. There are some doctors that really, really just want to help people want people to get better. And some of them may be working to just keep you, not heal you, but just keep you not as sick as you were. You're still sick, but not as sick as you were. Unintentionally, because that just may be the way that they were taught. And then some people do it on purpose. And then some go out and they seek the knowledge and they learn other ways to actually attempt to heal you, whatever your ailment is. But the pharmaceutical industry is for sure designed not to fucking save you. I don't 
I don't think they're ever going to find the cure for cancer. I watched, I watched this black lady, black doctor, researcher, uh, talk about she had a, a way that she wanted to go about curing cancer, and it involved attacking the cancer directly. And she said that she couldn't find the funding because no one wanted to cure. Like she reached out to all the companies and no one wanted to cure the cancer because you make a lot of money off of chemo. Just keeping people alive. So I don't think they'll ever find a cure for cancer or HIV. I mean, they managed to come up with something that makes it so low that it's undetectable on any test, but you can't actually get rid of it, huh? I don't believe that with all of these fucking genius doctors and researchers and all these, all the funding that they have received. I just, I can't personally believe that. I just think that it's a lot more profitable if they just keep people alive, keep the chemo going, keep the Truvada or whatever the HIV shit is, keep it going. But for you people out there who, for, for you people out there that have, uh, what is it, what is it, what is it? Let's say H1N1, herpes 1, the mouth herpes, the cold sores. Thank God I'm never cold sore. Uh, they are close to finding the cure for that, for the Reggie herpes. But they, <laughs> you niggas with the other shit that's on your balls, like in your vaginas, they, they don't have a cure for that. So hopefully after they cure your herpes, that they can cure your other herpes. And thank God, thank God I don't have that. And I've never, I've never been with a woman that I've seen that had a cold sore. I hate doing these podcasts so fucking late. <laughs> I am fucking exhausted. I've been watching fucking football all fucking day. I'm tired. But uh, the last thing we're going to touch on is Summer Walker. And I typically ignore what Summer Walker has to say unless it involves her music. I like Summer Walker, the musician, the artist, the singer, the writer. But she she says she's an introvert, which she may be an introvert, but she does an extroverted job. So... You're in the public light, so people feel as though they have the right to criticize you and, you know, bother you, assume things about you, approach you at all times. And she had this to say. You people, I don't know, you people are so weird, LOL. I don't know how many times I have to say I am hu- a human being. I'm not finna put on no fake-ass, perfect-ass public figure act for y'all. I'm a normal person with feelings and opinions and heartbreak and drama and bad hair days, etc. Just like the rest of you. That's why I'm so successful is because I'm real and my music is relatable. All the same embarrassing, crazy, funny shit y'all have done and said as teenagers or young adults. So have I. Yes, I have a job, but I am not my job. There's a separation when I get off work. I'm just like one else. I really appreciate the genuine love from some of y'all, but 
stop idolizing people to the point that you start to humanize them. It's weird. To me, I've always felt like that. I don't really care. I've never really been wrapped up in celebrity too much as far as like, if I see them out anywhere, I don't care. If they're going to be somewhere, like you're not going to tell me that somebody's doing a walkthrough somewhere and I'm going to show up because they're going to be there and I want to be in their presence. I, I don't give a fuck. I'm never asking to take the pic with you. I'm not signing, asking for autographs. To me, that's always been like, and people feel so entitled. Like they'll they'll go up to people while they're eating with their significant other, with their family, even if it's by themselves. Like they, they're just trying to enjoy life and people go up and they want pictures and they feel as though that person has to take a picture with them or has to sign something of theirs or has to acknowledge them. And they don't know you. They don't owe you anything. They perform a service. And once that's over, it's over. It's done. You like their music. Okay, well, listen to their music. If they want to talk to you, then that's fine. But you're not, they're not obligated to. You're not entitled to their conversation. I don't even know why you want their conversation or their autograph. I've never understood why you want somebody's signature on something other than a check. Taking a picture next to somebody and pointing at them and they, for what? For acceptance? As a, as a keepsake to remember the day that you met this person? Like, who cares? Like, I, I just don't care. Like, no matter how much I enjoy an artist, I have never and would never just approach them. Cheesy is one of my favorite fucking artists. When I was at a club that he was performing at, I wasn't trying to get near the stage. I wasn't trying to get near Young Jeezy. I don't. I don't give a fuck. I just want to hear your music. I just want to see you act. Uh, other than that, I don't really care. And I understand that most people aren't like that, but most people, and I think we have to get out of it. I understand children more so, but as adults, you got to get over this fucking worship of celebrity. They're just people. They're just people that more people know than you or I. But just because you play basketball, that don't make you better than nobody. Just because you play football, just because you're a good actor, it makes you better than the people you compete against. It does make you better than the average person. I don't want to talk to a celebrity any more than I want to talk. Oh, shit. Any more than I want to talk to a, a regular, quote-unquote, regular person. That was a hell of a catch. I, are they going to throw a flag on that? Um, all right, well, I don't have any music for you today. It's only like 20 seconds left in this game and I'm down to the wire. So this was Potty from the Crib, episode number 41. Again, I'm your host, Gary, a.k.a. Jizz. You can follow me on Instagram at Gary and or Potty from the Crib. And uh, other than that, uh, God bless, universe bless, or whatever. I'm going to fuck out. <laughs>